media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now. My name is Steve, and with me is my co-host. Yeah, hell, how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. I'm ready to gaze into the obscure abyss and see what gazes back. How about you? Uh, I, I am extremely excited uh, <laughs> about, I don't know. It's, I'm... I'm uh, s- the, these were cartoons. They sure were. Uh, uh-oh. I'm uh, hinting, I'm hearing that you might not have liked them in the tone That's of your not voice. That's what I'm saying. I just, well, Steve, it's <laughs> extremely uh, rude of you to make assumptions. Pun intended. Uh, well, Sigma me, I'm perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, that was awful. I couldn't awful. think of anything with Sigma either. I, I was yeah, trying to I know. Uh, before the show. Well, you know, that was... Wait, isn't that like a frat or is it a sorority um, kind, of, kind of sign thing? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure some of them have it. It it kind of reminds me of... Uh, and I'm sure it's not a coincidence, but SEAL Team 6. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure, yeah, that's what they were <laughs> attempting to go and go... What they were going for, especially when those Japanese guys were animating it. But we'll get to that. Uh, if this yeah. is your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, once again, this is Obscurity Now, where we take a look at nearly forgotten media. Media that is just covered in dust that no one's talked about in, in decades. And we dust it off and try to see if it's worth your time, if it should be remembered for a little bit longer or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, And if uh, if you're joining us live, uh, welcome. And if for some reason you have to leave, you can come back on Monday when the video's available and the audio version is available. So, Yehel, are you ready to look at not one but two G.I. Joe reboot <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, yeah, I am. I uh, was not expecting to uh, be doing this uh, at 40 <laughs> years of age, but here we are. Well, I don't know. I was voted most likely to watch G.I. Joe Extreme and Sigma Six at the age of yeah. 39 in uh, in high school. It was a- Yeah, your, your high school had very specific uh, <laughs> predictions. <laughs> they really did. They really did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's not waste any more time and go directly to our feature presentation. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, welcome, human hyperbole. Uh, he was like the one guy in the chat who uh, showed up for our uh, Dark Hawk pre-tape uh, and uh, <laughs> got to see the um, the page. So I was uh, really happy that he was here. Um, but uh, but yeah. So as we said, um, we. We're looking at two G.I. Joe reboots here. The first one is G.I. Joe Extreme, which is the first time the cartoon got rebooted. Uh, there was kind of a, I don't know, it's, 
it gets a little weird here with the G.I. Joe reboots. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, name off the list. And these are the cartoons here. As, uh, first, we had uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, which ran from 85 to 86. And then, I guess, for some reason, they, they slacked off for a couple of years and did G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero uh, Season 2, which ran from 90 to 92. And, uh, I mean, you can definitely tell a difference between those, even though they were still, like, a continuation of the same, um, like, characters or lines, if you will, but the, the animation is, uh, is much different. Uh, and then we mm -hmm. got uh, G.I. Joe Extreme, which ran from 95 to 97. G.I. Joe Sigma 6, which ran from 2005 to 2007. G.I. Joe Resolute, that ran from 2009. Uh, actually, it just ran 2009, just one season. And then G.I. Joe Renegade, which went from 2010 to 2015. And, uh, Yahel, I have to ask you, what is your history with G.I. Joe? Um, I mean, as a kid in the uh, 80s and, well, like up through late 80s, I really liked G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. I had, like, you know, a bunch of the little, um, I, I, what were they, like two and a half inch yep. uh, figures with the rubber bands in the mm -hmm. middle of their body had tons of the, those toys um, and the vehicles and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I was into G.I. Joe, even though wasn't like into the army, so I don't know why. Right, I, yeah. <laughs> Not that I have something against the army sure. either, per se, but uh, uh, no, no, no need to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to jump in there. <laughs> it got really awkward <laughs> really fast. Uh, no, uh, I'm, hey, I'm right there with you, man. I think... Um, it doesn't really have a have to do with being like fascinated with i believe the military but just action i mean action yeah. in the 80s and 90s especially as you're going to see with these shows was uh i mean that was like the uh the main the main theme i mean and action films were like all over the place so and all the characters were interesting and you can pick your favorite ones and um battle against uh you know, Cobra or yourselves, or you ever take them to the bathtub with you? No, Steve. Uh, <laughs> you weird. didn't? You never, no, no. You I, never I say you're Joe's on an underwater adventure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mother did not allow me to have toys in the bathtub. Really? Wow, I had no idea yeah. you had such a strict upbringing. Especially yeah, bath time was serious business. And so, obviously, when you got older, you grew your hair long just to show your mom what was up, who's boss. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, sometimes I'll send her pictures of me playing with my G.I. Joes in the tub now. <laughs> and uh, I'll just caption it, uh, I'm a man now, mother. <laughs> wow, this is turning out to be a really fascinating episode. Um, this is uh, very cathartic. Right. Well, uh, well yeah, so I had... Um, you know, quite a few Joes, I'd say, definitely in the 80s. Well, I remember I inherited a bunch. Remember when, like, older kids would just give their toys to younger kids, like, because nobody cared back in the 80s? Did that mm -hmm. ever happen to you? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, it never happened to me, but I saw it happen to others. Because <laughs> right. of your stripped upbringing. Your mom wouldn't allow you to play with, yeah. you know, hand-me-downs. Well, you know, if you're an older kid and you're trying to give away your toy to somebody that'll use it, you're going to give it to the kid that'll use it in the bathtub, you know, not the kid that's, <laughs> that's got me. to, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm locked to dry land. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's odd. I could have sworn Puerto Rico was an island, but, um, well, you know. I don't know what to tell you, Steve. Uh, they, they, <laughs> 
Not, not in my mother's world. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, we're getting in some Norman Bates territory here. But uh, anyway, like, so, yeah, I loved uh, G.I. Joe, obviously, um, as a kid. And then I would say, I'll definitely say in high school, I kind of went through uh, uh, early Joe nostalgia. And I really? got, yeah, and I got into the uh, the comics because they were always in the, the dollar bins back then because, you know, no one cared about all these, uh, you know, these IPs and stuff in the middle of the 90s. Um, so who's going to care about, you know, G.I. Joe? So it's in the dollar bin. So I, I'll care. And I started collecting them. And the comics are so much better than, than the cartoon. I mean, the cartoon is, you know, when you're six or eight, it's, it's great. But then when you get older, you, like, you look at it and it's like, I see lasers flying everywhere, but nobody ever gets shot um you know Mm -hmm. no one ever gets hurt it's it's you know it's typical typical sort of 80s action stuff but in the comic like the there's a lot more characterization people actually die did you know that cobra commander had a son no i didn't even know he was having sex (laughs) (laughs) in the bathtub you hell in the bathtub oh Oh, that's Uh, why you okay (laughs) but uh but anyway yeah okay so we've established that we're both uh at least we uh we were both joe fans in the 80s and uh and yeah and i actually have um a couple of the new um gi joe figures that hasbro has released i don't know if you've seen them they're called, uh, shoot, what are they called? Um, While you're looking for that up, uh, Human Heart Perbole <clears throat> said that he was always trying to figure out what Cobra's core grievance was. Like venomous reptile representation? <laughs> As in, not there not being any? Well, like, depending on which one you, uh, I mean, if you go from the cartoon, like, did you see the G.I. Joe movie? Like, the animated movie? Yeah, but man, it was such a long time ago that right i i really don't remember well i mean they definitely deviated like majorly from the comics like in the comics cobra commander was just a car salesman who he got into a car accident and then couldn't get a job for some reason so he really was like a homegrown terrorist leader um mm. so obviously Man, they... that would be like a that would be like an accountant getting into an accident with a calculator that takes him out of the accounting game <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's true but anyway those joe figures are called like the classified series and i don't know they were cool for a while but i'm kind of already over them but uh but yeah so to gi joe extreme i remember when seeing this I got a commercial in the uh, the 90s, and I was like, huh, that looks weird. I'm like, is Snake Eyes at least in it? And then I looked further into it and saw that there was a guy who kind of looked like him, but it wasn't him. So I was like, count me out. Like, what? Did you hear <laughs> anything about G.I. Joe Extreme back in 95 to 97? Um, I had never even, I I hadn't heard of this show or the Sigma six show. Um, you know, I'm sure I might've, I I suspect that I probably saw it, but this looks, uh, GI Joe extreme looks a lot like a lot of nineties action cartoons. Like it it looks like they're kind of going to, for that X-Men style, you know, of art. Oh, I agree. I mean, I would say these, uh, these GI Joe look like they were designed by Rob Liefeld. That's it, dude. Exactly what I was thinking. Like, there's pouches, there's big shoulder pads that don't make any sense. Like, yeah. what are they connected to? They're just kind of there yeah, on yeah. them. 
Uh, well, by the way, I, I mean, you might appreciate this, but Human Hyperbole said that uh, Cobra Commander is like the sad sack salesman from the Simpsons uh, found ISIS. <laughs> Thank you for the Simpsons reference. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, but uh, let's take a look at the toy line of G.I. Joe Extreme. Or by take a look, I'm going to read something about it. And it says... G.I. Joe Extreme is a line of military-themed toys, they should probably say was a line of military-themed toys, uh, that was sold in retail from 95-97. The toys were produced by Kenner following their acquisition by former competitor Hasbro and was intended to succeed the G.I. Joe Real American Hero line. So there you go. For a while there, uh, G.I. Joe was made by Kenner. That's so weird. Um... Mm -hmm. And uh, it was supported by a syndicated animated series that ran for two seasons and a series of comics. Uh, the line features a storyline quite similar to the Real American Hero line in a near future continuity. A new G.I. Joe team fights to stop a rising terrorist organization called SCAR. And do you know what the what a K. Yeah, do you know what that acronym stands for? No. It's short for Soldiers of chaos, anarchy, and ruin. Yeah. Ruin? Oh, my God. <laughs> and their leader, a mysterious, shrewd, and incredibly powerful military leader, only known as Iron Claw, again with a K. Now, I have to ask you, Yehel, do you think Iron Claw is related to Dr. Claw in any way? I... I was wondering that too. Like I was like, that's the first thing that I thought of was Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, uh, man, what? I wouldn't say he's shrewd. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny, and we're already getting ahead of ourselves. Like when we're first introduced to him, and I know one of his underlings is trying to say something to him, and he just slaps him right in the face, like for yeah, no reason. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's quite a bit of comedy in this show, um, but uh, but yeah, um, so. Uh, Let's dive right into the, the synopsis, which is pretty much basically what I just read. Um, in the year 2006, a new G.I. Joe team is created to face Scar and other power-hungry factions in an increasingly unstable, war-torn war. Who writes this crap? That, <laughs> I need to start rewriting this stuff. Uh, but, um, but wow. Um, so uh, did you want to um, read some of the IMDb? Uh, sure. Um, you know, one thing about this show mm -hmm. is uh, it's uh, like, I, and I don't know, maybe I missed it. They're not working for the U.S. government, right? They're not working for like the U.S. military. Well, I think it's supposed to be like a sort of off the books black ops um, organization. Because uh, uh, rem I remember at the very beginning that that guy, codename Clancy. <laughs> He just sort of showed up. Is that a Tom Clancy reference? I, I mean, I always think of Clancy Brown when I hear the word uh, or the name Clancy. Uh, you know, the Kurgan from Highlander. But, uh, ooh, Highlander connection um, someday. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I was just like, wow, that guy didn't get a cool name at all. Everyone else, like, there's guys in here, Sergeant Savage wreckage mm -hmm. like a black Somebody, uh, lieutenant stone yeah yeah they've got some great just like you know stereotypical action names yeah um like the the i, I was really confused by um their tech guy mm -hmm. metalhead like but he talks like a surfer stoner i, I mean you mean garth algar or Polly shore <laughs> 
I mean, because yeah. he was basically a composition of those two characters. Like, I mean, he's basically just typical stony, like '90s guy. Basically, I'm sure right. he um, he listens to Soundgarden. I bet. Um, ah, no, this is, he's definitely more of a Motley Crue, uh, nah. Poison. <laughs> Looking Bad back, guy. all right, Rat. I got you. Sure, uh, Warrant. But I, yes, but uh, yeah, the cast. Um, well, there's a big long cast, and you've never heard of any of them. Yeah, uh, just do the unless, uh, the main Joes and like the bad guys. Well, almost everybody is listed as additional voices, but uh, Campbell Lane, don't know him. He did Clancy. <laughs> um, Tong, Tong Lung <laughs> mm-hmm. did uh, Kang Chi, aka Black Dragon, who uh, I, I do not understand what his accent was. I know what his accent was supposed to be. It did not sound like what it was supposed to and be. And didn't he look, uh, he looked like a white guy through the mask. He, didn't he have blonde hair? Yeah. That was so weird. Yeah, he looked like a, like he might be German or Norwegian, you, you know, <laughs> like like European or something. But yeah. like, so. Because when I first heard the accent, I'm like, oh, there's an accent. It's a white guy with blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm. So I guess this is some European accent. But then you hear it like, wait, is this supposed to be an Asian accent? <laughs> and it was so weird when he first shows up. You're like, ooh badass silent ninja and they're like oh black dragon he's such a joker and then he starts talking and i guess attempting to be funny and they're like oh so it's snake eyes but it's not (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's like they did the inverse of what they did to daredevil uh in the uh like wolverine origins movie daredevil you mean deadpool i I mean deadpool ah yeah no problem uh, but yeah, um, Blue uh, Mankuma uh, played Omar K. Freight Diesel. Colin Murdoch played Rampage. Um, blah, 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 blah. Harpoon was done by Francisco Trujillo. Red was Dale Wilson, although I don't think he was in that episode. Mm. Uh, Lieutenant Stone was played by Gary Chalk. <laughs> um, Wait, is, the, rock, wasn't Gary Chalk in like a previous episode? I remember making I fun of his name. So. I said they could have gone with I like think, Mark Marker instead. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah. Joke? I, I, I think he was in the. Uh, he did one of the maybe like when we did Mike and from Mars and yeah. uh, those other couple cartoons. No, I think it was from last episode actually. Um, but whatever, I'll uh, I'll search the archives to so, get there. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, only person of interest to me was uh, Roger Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Dark Matter for uh, I don't know if you did you ever watch Dark Matter? It only ran for a couple seasons. It was like a, a, a space show. Shocking, I know. Uh, but uh, anyways, he was in that. He was mm-hmm. pretty good in that. He's and he's got like a very recognizable voice. Uh, he was also in an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Steve, he oh. played a uh, Tret, uh, an alien who uh, just wanted to keep uh, another alien planet quarantined. Uh, is, is it time? It's time, because this is the only reference. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Nice, I knew you could do it. I was very worried uh, looking <laughs> over this cast, to be honest, because there's a lot of them, and I don't recognize any of them. But a lot of them have done... Uh, a lot of uh, voiceover work in cartoons. Right. Some of them had done uh, anime. But uh, um, back to um, the voice of uh, Harpoon, Francisco Trujillo. That's the uh, the new bass player for Metallica and former bass player <laughs> of um, 
Or suicidal tendencies, right? <laughs> right? That's yeah. him, right? <laughs> it's because they that have the same nice. last name. Yeah. That's a great bass player, though, uh, regardless. Um, but, uh, all right, so jumping into the episode, uh, the name of the episode is, oh, and this is, this is mind-blowing stuff, A Summoning of Heroes. And it aired September 23rd, 1995. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen G.I. Joe Extreme before. It's actually very hard to find, but it's doable. Uh, it has live action opening segments for some reason. Uh, yeah, and real weird. The director for that is Lloyd Goldfine, which sounds like a fake name. Uh, yep, definitely. And the writer has an equally fake name in the name of Buzz Dixon. I believe he was like <laughs> the second guy to walk on the moon or something. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I was cracking up when I saw his name come up. I'm like, that is not a real person's name. <laughs> well, I, I understand why they might not want to use their real names for this. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it was developed. Well, Steve, oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I uh, looked up. <clears throat> some of Mr. Uh, Buzz Dixon's work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, you'll never believe this. He uh, did a movie with uh, called Terror in Paradise, okay. uh, which uh, I don't know why, but that really cracked me up because <laughs> um, uh, it just made me think of Thunder, Thunder in Paradise. Paradise. Sure. But uh, Matt Oppenheimer was also one of the writers. Mm -hmm. And isn't that, isn't that the... The voice of Skeletor. Uh, oh my God, what's... Yeah, that's Alan he, Oppenheimer. I, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Close so, though. They're they're brothers. But, they're brothers. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, he's got like uh, another movie, like mm -hmm. like two or three other movies with like terror in the title. So that's just like what he does. Wow, wow, that's funny. Yeah, it's very very weird. But yeah, he he's got like a bunch of um, writing credits. But what I really wanted to point out is that he's a writer from the original G.I. Joe series from the 80s. Uh, he did 11 episodes. Well, how about that? Um, yeah, well, we've, it, I can't believe this ran for two seasons, um, and there were 26 episodes uh, total, I think. Um, but, but uh, wow. Um, so, Shell, I mean, we don't really need to walk through this because they're... There really isn't much story. I mean, basically, all you need to know is that this is a—they're getting the band together. Uh, this guy, uh, right. <laughs> Clancy, as we mentioned before, he's like a off-the-books uh, government type. Just shows up to uh, Sergeant Savage, and he's with Sergeant Savage is with someone else. Do you remember who it was? I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, Stone. Yeah, might as well be right. Or, <clears throat> yeah, he was a Lieutenant Stone. Right, and. He's just like, uh, you know, I've got, I've got work for you uh, off the books. It's like, what do you think? And of course, they just say yes. It's like, but uh, so I love the, I will say, I love the voice of uh, Sergeant Savage. He sounds just like some pro wrestler, uh, basically. And he's like, but I get, to, <laughs> I, but I get to pick my own team, um, basically. And so then they go to all the other Joes that are basically like the original G.I. Joes, but different. I mean, we already mentioned uh, Harpoon, who might as well be Shipwreck, right? 
But, right. but now we're in the 90s, so everyone looks like they were designed by uh, Todd McFarlane. Not Todd McFarlane, but Rob Liefeld. Uh, you, uh, you wish they were designed by Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I wish they were yeah. designed by Todd and uh and then of course the uh, metalhead which who's up on the screen right now um and then in, in classic like 90s team fashion there's always one woman um i called her not scarlet um i can't right. r- what was her real name i don't even remember they steel only raven it, like, that's what it was so- steel raven yeah. which is a pretty sure pretty awesome name i'll say um that's the name you want if you have to have like a call sign on this this oh we're good buddy this is steel raven what's your 20 you know one of those kind of (laughs) things but uh yeah so then it basically just kicks into like crazy action um uh, dr claw or not dr claw but uh claw with a k basically he and the rest of they're not even called cobra right they're called um yeah, they're, they're just Scar. Scar, that's right. Uh, they've kidnapped these scientists and are threatening their family, which is like, I'm like, eh, good for you. Like, that's like a real threat. Like, you never hear yeah. <clears throat> anything like, in any Marvel movies and stuff. Like, the villain, th- th- there's never any threatening stuff like that. Like, yeah, he, he kidnaps their fa- these scientists' families, and he places them, like, the families in three separate locations mm-hmm. in different parts of the world. And basically is saying, hey, I'm going to kill you guys, kill your family or hurt your family, you know, if you don't build this uh, super weapon for me. Right, right, right. So, so of course they do or they try to, but the Joes intervene and there's a lot of action. Um, what did you think about like the opening and the logo? Well, you mean like the the theme song? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean... If you're going to name a Shoji at Joe Extreme, it's the perfect song for it. But, you know, it's just like awful. Like, it sounds like Rob Lightfield wrote the song or something, you know, <laughs> like just, just yelling for no reason. You know, lots of lots of noise. Yeah, it's a uh, um, reminded me of uh, kind of like that. The Ultra Force theme. But I still think the Ultra Force theme is a bit better. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I also find the gi joe extreme logo pretty forgettable especially compared yeah. to the original gi joe logo and like you know the original gi joe theme like you could you know hum that tune like forever uh, but uh i i barely even remember uh the theme song to gi joe extreme um yeah the, the thing i remember the most is like you know him yelling yeah, extreme a lot of yelling every once in a while uh-huh. uh yeah that and wasn't there like a line that said something like i actually i, think, I might be thinking of sigma six where there was a, a line that said to be the hero or something yeah i think that's but, sigma uh, six um, yeah i think that's sigma six there the that, sigma six song is definitely more memorable yeah um we'll we'll get there buddy we'll get yeah there. We'll, 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 we'll get there we'll get there just uh but yeah the the opening uh wasn't crazy about the song i'm not crazy about the logo either I thought it was really <laughs> so stupid at the end when um, the sergeant, whatever his name is, Rampage, he shoots the G.I. Joe logo. I don't into know. The, into I, I laughed I, at that point. I don't know. I was like, this this kind of works. <laughs> it was it was so stupid. But I mean, it's called G.I. Joe Extreme, right? <laughs> 
I, I like the only thing better would have been if he had like uh, then immediately like cut to a shot of him injecting himself with trend. Oh, everyone is like everyone is so roided up. And of course, uh, Steel Raven is like so spunky. But hey, at least there's a strong female presence in there. That's what yeah. you know. And every um, every movie has to have nowadays that everyone said didn't exist until but, like two years but ago. Honestly, honestly, I don't feel like she was written too badly. Like she wasn't very annoying. The um, which is often the case. What happens anytime any show puts in a token character? You I know, agree. For, whether it be, you know, uh, for race or gender mm -hmm. or whatever, like right. they kind of writers tend to go overboard with I don't know, stereotypes, stereotype, which sure. is so weird. And speaking of stereotypes, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of it made me smile when the guy when the Jamaican guy showed up because like that was so trendy back then. He's either Jamaican or uh, they weren't really clear. But you know who I'm talking about, right? There's a yeah, yeah. he had like a Jamaican ish accent. Right. And but um, yeah, but it's like, of course, there's one of those guys because that was like a trendy thing in the 90s for some reason. Because of Cool Runnings, the movie. Cool oh, Runnings. that. Yeah. And for some reason, I remember they were in Predator 2 also. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, OK, so but he was actually a pretty fun character, mm -hmm. to be to be fair. And, and at least it didn't have him like. Because when he showed up, I'm like, oh, great. This guy's going to be, like, uh, making a bunch of, like, Jamaican, right. you know, references and stuff that isn't going to fit or whatever. Mm. But uh, I, he was actually one of the few things that I thought was interesting about it. Because when he pops in, the 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 regular Joe's sergeant whatever uh, rampage is like, hey, this is guy can't be trusted. Right. Uh, of, of the Jamaican guys. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool that they're going to have somebody on their team that they kind of plays both sides sometimes or whatever you know yeah that'd be different i mean i think they actually did a decent job with the characterization and um <laughs> i mean it, they you know like they didn't have like an entire roster like i guess the original or they didn't want to go with an entire roster like gi joe had they wanted to have more i guess as you said like an x-men team you know like six guys yeah. and uh, and you know, one girl and everyone's, uh, you know, got their own sort of thing. Uh, I remember there was another, there's another scene where a guy, I think it's ballistic. He jumps out of a plane and like shoots his way down to the battlefield <laughs> and then shoots everyone. Yeah. He uses like, I guess the idea is he's using the force from the lasers that are shooting out of his guns mm -hmm. to like descent slow, slowly <laughs> from the plane. I was so on board when that happened. Like, it was so st stupid that... It, it's this, such a Fast and the Furious kind of a thing. Well, I was I was going to say, and I mean, I have this in my notes, um, but I feel like this almost reached um, Biker Mice from Mar level of sort of self-awareness and parody. Almost. Like, maybe not... Okay, maybe if Biker Mice from Mars is here, and maybe it's like here, I, I felt like... I don't know. I I feel like I don't think it, they they do they were doing it on purpose. No, but I feel like this is very it's very typical of uh, '90s action cartoons. It's obviously a time capsule for sure, but I think what it does do it does well enough. I mean, it's no Batman the animated series that's going to transcend time. But if you wanted to go back and get a jolt of extreme, like. 90s cartoon then i think gi joe extreme isn't that bad 
I think my biggest problem with the cartoon is the action is hard to follow. Yeah. Once they start. Michael Bay like, style. <laughs> dude, like, I, it was impossible for me to tell, like, how one scene affected the other. Like, there'd be, like, some vehicle doing something, and then the next scene, somebody has landed out of it or something. You don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know. I, I thought, like, the action was extremely difficult to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think it was really funny, though, how they <laughs> the scientists uh, immediately figure out, like, that they have a meeting and the scientists say, hey, uh, once we build this machine for this guy to take over the world, he's just going to kill our families anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't so we have to destroy the machine and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, they decide to do it when Scar uh, Iron Claw right. is around so that they can kill him, right. too. Uh, so I was like. Wow, these are the smartest fucking guys uh, in the entire. Well, I mean, they are the scientists, right? right? Sure. But uh, so I thought that was pretty funny that uh, that that they did that and they addressed mm. it. I for the characters though, I thought that Rampage, Sergeant Rampage, and Lieutenant mm. Stone were like inter- completely interchangeable. They had like the same personality. Sure. Like there was no difference between mm. those two guys. Right. There's a funny line here that I have written down from. Uh, I, it was when um, uh, I keep wanting to call him Doctor Claw. Iron Claw appears on a uh, screen to the scientist, and he goes, "Work harder and faster, or your families will suffer." Like I don't know. For one, I just it's just classic villain stuff that kind of made me laugh. And I will say that the uh, the voice for uh, Iron Claw. Eh, kind of uh, disappointing when you hold it up to like Cobra Commander, which is like a classic like, yeah. voice that you uh, know you'll never forget, basically. Um, but uh, anyway, is there are any final thoughts uh, for uh, GI Joe Extreme? Um, I thought it was like a weird combination of bland. And over the top, like uh, I don't know. I, I like the characters. They they did like you said. They did a good job of characterizing them, and you knew who was mm-hmm. who and what they were about. But a lot of them were very stereotypical, like like Stone and Rampage, mm-hmm. uh, the surfer metalhead guy. Oh my god, what about the metalhead guy? He's got a weapon to like blow open that door. He shoots the door and what does the weapon do? It plays like the he guitar like taps gun. it like this. It's a guitar gun. Yeah. Yeah, the guitar gun. And it starts playing like a guitar solo like, or whatever. Like it wasn't like music. It was literally sound coming from the gun. Like, that was so bad that I laughed. I mean, I this is, for me, this is a case of it's so bad and nostalgic that I actually found it entertaining. And I was prepared to hate this. I thought it was going to go down the same hole as uh, the new adventures of He-Man. Um, but, uh, it, uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to render my verdict just yet. Let's uh, let's talk about Sigma-6, and then we will decide what. Okay. I, I, I do want to say just one sure. last thing about uh, G.I. Joe Extreme. I think that G.I. Joe Extreme, by being named G.I. Joe, like, I think that that hurts it more than anything because... Now you have these expectations, and because it's so removed from the original mm-hmm. show, like you, you, you know, you come in with these expectations, and they're not going to meet no. them because it's just a complete. You're absolutely show. right. I have that written in my notes as well. It should have been called uh, something else. Hey, and that is why 
past uh, Steve did not watch this show when it came on because, you know, I wanted to see Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and they weren't in it, um, even though they had their own sort of weird versions, um, or at least a weird version of Snake Eyes, but no Storm Shadow. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, so moving on to uh, Sigma Six, uh, which hmm, premiered in uh, this episode, at least premiered August 27th, uh, 2005. And uh, the name of the episode is uh, First Strike. Uh, you mentioned already that you had no idea that Sigma Six uh, existed. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, <laughs> this was weird on the IMDb. It like there's very little information about this show but then i went to the wiki and um it had like i guess they didn't want to talk about <laughs> the japanese guys who obviously made this but on the wiki it's here uh anyway here's the synopsis cobra hits the gi joe team on two fronts the north pole and in the amazon the joes fight off hordes of new style bats and deploy some new hardware of their own um so, this sounds like a porn parody <laughs> synopsis like of gi joe sigma six <laughs> uh, i mean there would probably be more story in the porn parody um but uh this is directed by kobun shizuno produced by norman j grossfeld <laughs> he's the white guy who told all these what these japanese guys to do Written by Masaki Wachi and John Tushi. Well, this was like a, they teamed up. I like that. Uh, music by Russell yeah. Velasquez. Is that a, do you know him? You know, is that a, that's your uncle? Your uh, Tito? Yes, that's, that's my, that's my Tito. <laughs> uh, we, I'm so canceled. Uh, so canceled. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's my sweet, dear Tito. <laughs> I hope he sends you a nice big check for your birthday. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we play dominoes together. <laughs> Never knew you played dominoes. All right. It's a big thing in Puerto Rico, yeah. actually. Uh, studio is something called Gonzo and then Four Kids Production, I guess. So they really, this is a joint, looks like North American Japanese uh, team up. And uh, did you want to read some of these voice actors you held? Well, I do have in my notes, I, there's a lot of them like the other mm -hmm. one. And a lot of these voice actors, I'm just getting my notes from my phone here. They did, uh, they've done a ton of sure. anime, uh, sure. like English stuff for the anime. And there was a guy on here that, uh, I want to get his name, Oops. because he does the voice of Goku. Uh, Sean Chamel? Roger Yes, Sean Schmel. I've met yeah, him. He Not that it means anything, but I have. Oh, is that why we're covering this, Steve? Did he did he make you do this? <laughs> I don't think he needs any more money. I think he's doing just fine. Or exposure. Yeah, I know. He's done a ton yeah. of stuff. Uh I do uh but yeah, it's mostly just a bunch of like people that have done tons. I mean I mean some of these people have like hundreds of credits uh in their IMDB. Yeah, yeah I wasn't even like I knew that this thing was, I guess, anime-ish. I didn't realize it was this anime. I mean, this is like full-blown anime. Uh, and again, like, I don't know. I think I remember 
seeing the the commercial for this like probably back when i was watching like adult swim or something on cartoon network and being mm-hmm. like i mean it's like looks shiny but it just doesn't feel like gi joe um just the style at least um but uh yeah. to me i actually thought that this was more like the classic gi joe than the oh, extreme oh, i'm not saying and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's super similar mm. to it, but it felt to me more like it. I think... Because, like, the G.I. Joe Extreme is more like... It's like a ragtag group right, kind of a right. thing, like a motley crew. And this is, like, obviously, like, a military organization. They're all pretty respectful of the chain of command and this and that. Right, yeah, know. this is definitely a step back in the right direction uh, as far as the G.I. Joe that we knew from the 80s. The only thing was uh, they forgot to, like, write a story or have any characterization. Like, this episode is basically all action. (laughs) Um, And, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, they sort of try to set it up at the beginning with, like, Duke's incredibly boring narration, which is, like, the worst way or the most boring way I feel to, like, set up anything. Um, And then after that, it's really just balls to the wall action yeah i agree i i think the only two that really got decent characterization was um deathstro and the baroness uh, yeah i agree uh actually deathstro was like really interesting you know he was like real Mm -hmm. chill and calm and you know they were playing like chess and i really liked that they i mean even though cobra doesn't win Mm -hmm. you know or whatever i mean it's the first episode right right? neither side's gonna just win but um I really like that Cobra actually had a good plan mm. and everything pretty much until like the very end went according to their plan. And even then, like the Joes didn't win at the end. It kind of ended up being stale. Right, right. Yeah, they uh, I mean, it was it was pretty, uh, pretty intense there for a while. And yeah, they definitely they definitely made it look like Duke might not make it out uh, at the I guess it was you could say it was the uh, the climax um, I guess some other sort of slight characterization was um, t- Tunnel Rat. And uh, was that Roadblock who was with him? I can't remember. It's. Um, I think so. I didn't. Uh, voice acting ah. here. Um, for some reason, he's not on my IMDb. Um, but. Oh, I, I should mention we do have uh, Stika in the chat. He's a uh, YouTuber from uh, Portugal who he just hit 10k subs. Uh, actually, congratulations! He's really funny and he's watches a lot of cartoons and animes, but somehow has never seen GI Joe, and that's why he's not allowed in the USA. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in order, I mean, my wife she just got her citizenship like I don't know six months ago, and we made i made her watch copious they made her yes, watch gi joe yes, right they did they absolutely did yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, none of the movies uh, thank god uh, only the cartoon um, well right but right. uh yeah so they gave i mean they sort of acted like generic anime characters but i mean it was still something um and i i mean i'll say one thing i definitely didn't like there was too many robots like it almost uh, it went into Exo Squad territory <laughs> um, when they got out the mechs and stuff. And to me, that just I mean maybe a, a little bit of that is okay, but you know to me, 
G.I. Joe is Joe's fighting like, you know, Cobra, human Cobras that they've not, wait, human beings who they recruited into Cobra um, and, you know, who need to be deprogrammed or whatever. Yeah. Now, I I will say that I I think, oh, by the way, Heavy Duty is the name of the uh, the guy that you thought ah, was Roblox. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think like... I. I was kind of torn on it too that they were just mostly fighting mm-hmm. robots because, and one one of the problems though with GI Joe and you kind of alluded to it earlier is that like nobody ever dies mm-hmm. or gets hurt in the car the eighties mm-hmm. cartoon at least with this being robots the shots could actually hit them and they could be destroyed, right. so that's one positive of it. But on the other hand, you're also still not seeing anybody get like seriously hurt right. or anything, so you're still not getting that. Right. Either. Well, you know um, that's uh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles solved that problem by making the Foot Clan robots. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. Eh. I don't know. I like it, it. Makes sense to in one point, right? Because that like Cobra now isn't losing people left right. and right. Uh, but and by the way, where what does Cobra do for money? How do they have so much money? Oh no, they the um those remember the twins, Tomax and Zamot. They head like the Cobra Shell Corporation. I can't remember what it was called though, but you know, it, it's basically Google or you know any other uh, Tesla. I mean, it just <laughs> seems like they're going about this the wrong way. How <laughs> dare you question Cobra? Like I, just... I mean, uh, yeah, you're right, you hell. Cobra's bad news. <clears throat> no, no, no. I mean, Cobra's like could just use money to take over the, the oh, world. Oh, that's true. And, uh, I think. I think. Brute force is unnecessary for them at this point if they've got trillions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, they could just lobby the government to get whatever they want. Just like, uh, yeah. well, I won't name any names, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <That's> a good... <laughs> but uh, Estika said that the anime, uh, yeah, like I said, he watches a lot of anime, says that uh, it does not look good. I actually thought the animation, which there's a lot of CG, mm-hmm. um, that CG animation with like the 2D shaders yeah. in it, especially for like the robot stuff and the vehicle stuff. I actually thought they did a pretty good job of blending it with the 2D animation where it didn't look jarring. Right. Um, like, that was a very popular thing at the time. Like, now it's almost uh, seamless. Like, I don't know if you've watched any of, like, uh, there's a new Batman animated movie out. But, like, I, apparently people don't like animating cars or animators don't like drawing cars. So they're always CGI'd now. And they're, oh, they're, like, almost, like, perfect. But, um... But yeah, no, I agree with you. The The animation was top-notch. Um, but I just feel like, eh, I mean, there was just a, a lack of characterization. There was a little bit, there was, a, you know, a lot of anime, sometimes they don't really have the, uh, you know, it's all action and no story sometimes. Uh, and that's definitely what this was, I thought. Maybe it gets better as it goes on. At least this episode. Yes. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I was just laughing because Stika said that for Cobra, it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Ah, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking about, like, Cobra Commander and a board of directors are just imploring him, look, we don't have to spend a trillion dollars on this. We can just lobby so-and-so from this government from, from this government for a fraction of the price. And he's like, you don't get it. It's about sending a message. <laughs> I re- and they're like, Jesus, this fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> we got to get rid of him and replace him with Sepentor. That'll be much better. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you, you know, I I do think that the characterization is a little thinner mm-hmm. for sure in uh, Sigma 6. But 
I actually will take that over some of the generic characters from uh, G.I. Joe Extreme. Like, um, and, you know, they do have a lot of the same characters, like if you think about it, archetypes, right? Like you've got Metalhead on G.I. Joe Extreme. He's the computer mm-hmm. and tech guy. And then in Sigma-6, you had a guy, I can't remember high what his tech. name was, but they said he's the best at the yeah. high tech. Ugh. He's the best at the cyberspacing. Right. Oh, uh, man, I loved all the... For whatever uh, reason, he had a Harry Potter invisibility yeah, cloak. Yeah, for no reason other than the fact that it looked cool. Uh, and I loved all of the uh, techno babble that he like spouted, which I don't, don't think a lot of it made any sense. But hey, it sounded cool, right? Um, but yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, it's the same old uh, archetypes again. It's just basically switched back, um, more or less, to, to how it used to be. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, that was going to be my uh, question to you is um, out of these two shows, like, would you be willing to watch like more? Did e- either of these make you want to watch more? Sigma 6, kind of a little mm. bit, just because. Um, I, I actually liked the animation, and I was uh, really surprised by how well they blended it for 2006, mm-hmm. the 2D and CG stuff. Uh, I don't if it kept like going like this, where it's all action though, eh, I'd be out after a few right. episodes like that. I, I don't, I don't mind like you know it's a 22 minute cartoon, right? So I don't mind a lot of action to set things up sure. at first or something. Um, and the show definitely visually, I mean, it looks mm. really nice for. A mid two thousands, you know, cartoon that was on Western mm-hmm. TV. I think they went a little overboard with the anime uh, speed lines. Yeah, and then they kept doing that uh, split screen over and over again. Like when when they yeah, fr- it was cool yeah. the first two times. That's how I felt. Yeah, but but then like the twentieth time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did like uh, you. You were talking about it when they do kind of like the uh, the climax where Duke is trying to jump out of Castle Grayskull. I mean, <laughs> uh, the uh, Cobra Castle, and uh, there's like a bomb that's going to go off or something. I can't. Oh no, he has a certain amount of time that he can jump mm-hmm. off and still live or something. And they have that live timer counting down on one side of the screen, and everybody talking on the other side and cutting to him. And I thought that was cool because you don't often see that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. In a car, in a cartoon, you know, so yeah, but too much, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, visually, there's really no complaints. Uh, they could have just punched up some stuff in the story and characterization, and uh, I would have been able to, you know, remember like it could have, you know, they could have had maybe some quieter moments that would have made the action all that much more, you know, meaningful. Yeah. Because when the episode was over, I actually sort of remembered less of what happened in this than I did in G.I. Joe Extreme. Um, But, I mean, what I remember most is just how awesome, like, the anime version of Snake Eyes looked when he was, like, taking out those robots and stuff. Yeah, he looked cool. Yeah, and then he and Storm Shadow sort of tangled for a a second there. They teased us with it. And that would almost, that promise is almost enough to make me want to continue watching. Yeah. Um, And, And I appreciate that because, like, I think, I feel like that's something that, like, older fans, you know, who maybe had watched in the 80s that, you know, that was for sure. them. Oh, yeah. That's, you what, know, I feel that's like, what we so. all wanted to see anyway. Um, uh, so, cool. Steve, yes. uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's one thing we didn't talk about with G.I. Joe Extreme. And uh, Stika just made me uh, think about it because he wrote, can these shows really be considered G.I. Joe if they don't have PSAs, though? Oh, my dear boy. I'm glad you brought that up. They both have PSAs. 
And the one for G.I. Joe Extreme was quite frightening. <laughs> it was so dark. <laughs> like, they... <laughs> They made it so dark, and there was even wind blowing. And basically, what it is is this uh, guy calls up, and it's like I don't know why these uh, parents left this poor boy alone by himself. Who I don't know. He looked like he was like twelve or something, and he just calls up. And he's like, he's yeah. like, hey, are your parents home?" And immediately, oh, the stream's buffering. What, what's that? Uh, I think the stream might have cut out. I don't know why everything looks okay on this end. Um, says, oh, maybe it's still no. I, I, maybe it's still going. Yeah, Never, yeah. just stuttering. I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Seems it's still okay, working. Good. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. So this guy calls up this innocent little kid. And he's like, "Hey, are your parents home?" And immediately he's like, "No." And he's like. And the guy's like, you're, you're like a winner of a prize. Come outside so I can give it to you. And, uh, like, <laughs> as he comes out, uh, I guess it's Sergeant Savage, like, intercepts him. And he's like, and Sergeant Savage is like, you didn't want, you don't want the prize that guy wants to give you. Is that how he, he, he phrases it? He just wants to give you. He said, I had to, like, rewind it so many times because this guy mumbles mm -hmm. so much, which was a problem for me with a lot of the characters in G.I. Joe Extreme. There's, there's too much, like, right. guys that talk like that. But he says, that guy, he just wants to give you trouble. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man, you can just draw your own conclusions on what trouble probably yeah, means. Yeah, basically, he wants oh. to rape you, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it was awful. And uh, did they, ha they had a PSA for uh, Sigma, too, right? Uh, if they did, I didn't see it because it like cut over to the next episode like automatically. Oh, mm, maybe they. I, I don't think yeah, they did. I mean, why would they? It's two thousand and six at that point. The government stopped caring. Yeah. Um, Kids don't make mistakes uh, after nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, they stopped playing with their Joes in the bathtub at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah, it's so weird. Like, so was the guy from the PSA and GI Joe Extreme just calling random houses and like hoping a kid answers and then asking if they're home alone? And, like, like what a weird way to spend your day. Just, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not encouraging trying to like mess with mm -hmm. kids or like attack them or kidnap them, whatever this guy was gonna do. But come on, be smarter about it. I mean, just yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> seems like the like the worst I way to do it. I just don't understand why they had. I mean, they really wanted to scare you into uh, not you know listening to them. Just they made it just so dark. Like if you put the right. And Steve, the GI Joe guy that's walking by little Timmy's house or the mm -hmm. little kid's house, he's in full Rob Liefeld GI <laughs> Joe gear with like pads and guns and shit all mm -hmm. over him. He can't walk around like that. Like that's like, what's he doing in like a suburb walking around like that? Yeah, good question. Well, hey, you always have to be ready. Like that's what they. Uh, you always have to be ready to go. Um, I guess uh, in the GI Joe Extreme world. But um, wow. So, is there anything else left to say about uh, Sigma Six? Uh, I don't think so. I think that. Uh, I covered all my notes. Uh, oh, the theme song for Sigma Six. What did you think? Uh, it was all right, but I uh, really don't remember it all that well. Um, and there's just, there's no. Uh, I was like, it's it's okay. Definitely better than the GI Joe Extreme one. Um, but 
I mean, yeah. it didn't get stuck in my head or anything. It, uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's weird. It's like a mishmash of like a bunch of genres yeah. too. Like it starts off sounding like a very 2006 mm. song, and then there's a little bit of an 80s thing right. going on in the chorus. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, not 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 great. Better than GI Joe Extreme, but that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go back to the main stage, and we will. Uh, oh no, let's go ahead and render our verdicts. All right, man. I guess there is something wrong with the stream, but whatever. Um, so, uh, Yehel, for uh, G.I. Joe Extreme, should it be tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or should it be remembered for the end of all time? I... I think you're going to disagree, but I thought it was awful, <laughs> like just terrible. Uh, there are some parts that are mm -hmm. funny, like you said, uh, and entertaining. But for me, it wasn't it didn't reach so bad. It's good territory. Close. but Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's like good enough to save. I think it pro I mean, there's a reason why it's so hard to find. And uh, if you go on to the Hasbro site, all of the G.I. Joe cartoons and movies are represented except for G.I. Joe Extreme. I mean, I guess because it was owned by Kenner at the time. Although I do think it sort of stands as a, um, I don't know, an interesting little artifact of like a, of a time when Hasbro stupidly sold G.I. Joe to, to Kenner. Um, and then Kenner took the ball and completely fumbled it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think Kenner bought all of Hasbro, if I remember right. And I think Kenner was owned by somebody else, too, though, at the time. But, yeah, and it's funny you mention that because Hasbro, on their official YouTube channel, they run G.I. Joe car uh, yep. cartoons, sometimes mm -hmm. live. You know, sometimes they just put them up there, and there's no G.I. Joe Extreme yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have to go to some pretty uh, dark corner. You have to go to the dark web to watch G.I. Joe Extreme. You have to go to the extreme <laughs> web. <laughs> yes, the extreme <laughs> web. In fact, they call it the X stream. Oh, uh, I, I, I apologize. All right, let's just toss it. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. All right. Well, that was kind of a mess, but uh, okay. In the case of G.I. Joe Sigma-6 versus the pit of <laughs> ultimate obscurity, should it be tossed in or should it be continued to be remembered for future generations? Hmm. Why, don't, why don't you go first this time? All right, I'm going to say that the novelty of a G.I. Joe anime, uh, it's worth it just to see just to see G.I. Joe as an anime, basically. Uh, I mean, maybe the story gets better. I guess some more research would have to be done on my part, just watching a few more episodes. But um, but it was pretty awesome. And, you know, at least they had people's uh, voices right. The original characters were there. You had a Destro and a Baroness and a Snake Eyes and a Duke and a lot of other ones. And, I mean, can't really ask for much more than that, except for maybe a little bit better story and script. I'm going to say, save it. 
Yeah, I um, I kind of feel the same way you do that. Just for the novelty of seeing like G.I. Joe as an mm-hmm. anime that still somehow straddles the line enough of the original to so that it has a G.I. Joe feel to it more so than extreme. I think it's worth it. Um, and one thing we didn't touch on is that in this first episode, G.I. Joe has already captured Cobra Commander. Um, and uh, it's one of the things like Duke says at the very beginning. And the next episode I saw like is about Cobra breaking him out, basically, oh, like trying to get him back. That's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's like they sort of, you could assume they picked up like at the end of like G.I. Joe season two, a real American hero basically i mean where i guess you could yeah so it's a i gotcha yeah and it seems like this should this show's a little more serialized Mm -hmm. so i think it has like potential to be you know very good or at least interesting but like you said i think it's a lot going to be dependent on if they actually slow down every once in a while to uh flesh out the characters and the story a little bit all right well here's a bumper to save this thing in accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Uh, so, wow. Okay, so one G.I. Joe show down. One, many of them still remaining. Uh, in case anyone is wondering, well, I'll just ask you: Have you ever watched GI Joe Resolute, which was like on the list that I said at the beginning of the show? No, I have never watched any GI Joe spinoffs. That is the or best one uh, because it um, basically takes all the stuff that you know Joe fans complain about. Uh, you know the original series. Like the lack of death, like, uh, you know, the lack of, I guess, blood and violence or whatever. And it puts it in there for, uh, I mean, it's basically for adults, more or less. And everyone's in there, the original characters and voices and stuff. And it used to run on, I think it ran on Adult Swim for a while. But uh, if anyone is looking for a a G.I. Joe cartoon to watch, that would be the one to start with, I'd say. Um, And also... I actually watched a bit of Renegades, and that one is pretty good too, but not as good as Resolute. Um, so basically, we watched the two worst G.I. Joe yes, reboots. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, great. Well, great. I don't know. Like you could, um, <laughs> you could argue which is better between Renegades and um, and Sigma, because Renegades is basically they give it the Dark Knight treatment, basically where they start all the way at the beginning and explain like everything why this person has this name why they're called you know a bunch gi joe um like each episode is about how you know one certain character gets their powers or their nickname or something like that so i mean in some ways i think it like kind of takes away some of the mystery and the fun um because you know there's no more speculating anymore but uh, but it's still a decent show, and all of it's on Tubi except for GI Joe Extreme, and uh, I think we show you why it's not on there today. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's it seems like uh, Hasbro has decided to banish GI Joe Extreme. <laughs> they banished it before we could, uh, but um, but they're not allowed. No one's allowed to banish anything until we do it. So uh, so yes, ah, now no okay. one. Well, we, we we need to let Hasbro know. <laughs> Get Hasbro on the horn. I gotta let them know, Mister Hasbro. Uh, so I believe that's gonna do it for this episode. Is there anything else the people need to know? You hell. Uh, well, uh, just that, uh, <laughs> knowing is half the battle. Oh, that's good. Extreme battle, that is. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we will, uh, see you next week. Same obscure time, same obscure channel. Bye-bye. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now. A podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on... Obscurity Obscurity now. Now.